This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Wednesday, the 8th of April. Justin, you got to hear this one. Mm. Woolies and Coles are limiting the number of people that can go into their stores yeah. to encourage social distancing. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. Just like a nightclub, you got to line up outside. <laughs> Use Flux's name at the door for quick entry. <laughs> Three very juicy stories today, Justin. Let's, Let's do it. get into them. For our first, Australia's startups and small companies, and big companies too, are leaving co-working providers in droves mm-hmm. as the coronavirus freezes the co-working industry. That's right. There are countless Aussie co-working spaces that have had to close down because Mm. membership numbers have dropped to basically nothing in the space of a month. It's a pretty simple equation here. The Australian government has been telling Aussies to work from home. Which means co-working members are either pausing or Mm. entirely cutting their co-working memberships. Now, Justin, no one is feeling the pain more than Earth's largest Mm. co-working company, WeWork. (laughs) Exactly. And as a result, WeWork is making it really hard for people to get out of their memberships. On top of this, the Flux family will remember that Last week, WeWork's big investor from Japan, that's SoftBank, yeah. pulled out of a $3 billion deal. That's some seriously needed cash for WeWork, which has been battling since its failed IPO last year. So what's the key learning here? There have long been question marks around the sustainability of the co-working space business model. But this pandemic has really put Ooh. this theory to the test. So what are the question marks around this particular industry? Companies that own co-working spaces, like mm-hmm. WeWork, mm-hmm. commit to long-term leases of buildings, 5, 10, uh, 15 years. Meanwhile, the co-workers can hire co-working desks, offices, or just spaces for any time commitment, for an hour or for a month, whatever. The question is, once we return to normality, will people crave human interaction so much that they're going to flock back to co-working spaces in big numbers? And if that does happen, will these co-working spaces be around long enough to survive mm. until then? On to our second story. To combat the economic impact of the coronavirus, Spain is introducing an economic Ooh. policy named Universal Basic Income to help its people survive. Right. First thing is absolutely first mm-hmm. here. What is Universal Basic Income? Okay. Universal Basic Income, or UBI, mm-hmm. is a program in which all citizens of a country get a set amount of money right. on a regular basis. Right, and this money is generally provided by the government? That's right. What's unique about this type of income is that it's given to people unconditionally. Which means there are no requirements for receiving the money and generally nothing is expected in return. And this is on top of any income a person gets from their work or employer. Okay, now let's talk about Spain. Let's do it. Spain's dealing with the second worst coronavirus outbreak in Europe and is in total lockdown. We don't yet know exactly how UBI will look for Spain, but the government would provide a monthly payment to citizens. And what's interesting is that Spain is actually looking at making its UBI a permanent thing. And really not just while the coronavirus is impacting the country. So what's the key learning here? The goal of UBI is to allow every person to have a fair chance at an adequate quality of life. It's a way to combat income inequality and ensure that each citizen has enough money to live on. Some say UBI is just too expensive. And it gives people an incentive to be unproductive or not work mm. at all. But with high profile business people like Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook mm-hmm. and Elon Musk from Tesla being yeah. big fans of UBI, it's likely that the UBI concept will continue to be discussed in a range of novel Mm. ways in the future. For our third and final story, Google has released Mm -hmm. a special COVID-19 mobility report that provides insights into our movements with the aim of combating the coronavirus. This sounds part creepy and part really helpful. So what's happened here? As we all know, if you have Google Maps running on your phone, Google is pretty much tracking your movements. (laughs) They really take to the next level when I get in my car and it tells me it's going to take 14 (laughs) minutes to drive to work. But it's also very helpful. That's true. 
and Google is taking this data one step further. Google has released trends of our movements over the last few weeks across different categories. I'm talking retail and recreation. I'm talking groceries and pharmacies. I'm talking parks, train stations, residential. Yes, they know where you live. (laughs) And workplaces. And Australia's been doing pretty well. All categories mentioned are down significantly. Except residential, which is seen big uptick. So what's the key learning here? We generally feel pretty uncomfortable about big tech companies like Google Mm -hmm. tracking our every move and then selling our data to advertisers. Exactly. But while the data collected is normally used for Google's private use, it's also an opportunity to leverage this private and anonymized data for the public good. And give back to the public health systems both in Australia and around the world. So could Google become the company that helps us emerge out of this health pandemic? Just think of the marketing opportunities (laughs) down the track. Flux family, we've got a What The Flux Facebook group where we we discuss all things business news and how it impacts on you. We'd love you to get involved. Check it out in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.